Welcome to Beyond the Scoreboard. My name is Raven Moore, and I am the high school sports reporter for the Iowa City Press Citizen. In this new podcast, we hope to go beyond the playing fields to further shine a light on the talented athletes, coaches, and teams in town, as well as in surrounding areas. To accomplish that, we will highlight the best female and male athletes from the previous week, as well as pick the teams that had the best showing. To close things out, we will highlight a specific player, team, or game that deserves a more in-depth look. And this week, that spotlight will be on senior West High wide receiver Christian Giannis. After suffering a broken collarbone during week one of the 2021 football season, the talented wide receiver has made a remarkable comeback this year, becoming a favorite target of sophomore quarterback Jack Wallace. He tells his story of his road to recovery on this week's episode. Kicking things off, the girls' athlete of the week is Liberty sophomore setter Asta Hildebrand. This weekend, the Lightning were one of many schools to participate in West High's annual Live Like Line volleyball tournament, which honors fallen star volleyball player Caroline Linefound, who tragically passed away in August of 2011. A setter herself, she was a catalyst for the Trojans' offense, similar to what Hildebrand has become for Liberty. During the tournament, she had 74 assists, which helped the team win three of their four matches. In the following interview with Hildebrand, we discussed her early season success and how important it was for her to have such a good showing at the highly anticipated event. Unlike many underclassmen in the state, you've really carved out an important role on the Lightning, which is something that really happens on teams that have had a lot of success. For you personally, do you feel any added pressure to perform just because you are younger than a lot of your teammates? Um, I feel like there's not much more pressure than some of my other teammates. I feel like all of the upper upperclassmen have kind of took me under their wing and showed me the ropes, and it's helped tremendously. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, kind of talking about, you know, getting help from your upperclassmen, I mean, you play a very pivotal position as a setter. For you personally, just kind of talk about why you feel that position is so important, especially to the success of volleyball teams. Um, I feel like it's not just the setter, but it's also the passers and hitters that make me look good. But I have had so much help from all of my coaches, and it's helped a lot. Absolutely. So kind of take me back to Saturday's tournament, you know, in honor of Caroline Found, former volleyball player for West High who tragically passed away. For you, you mentioned that you were aware of her story and the type of person she was. So how big was it for you to have a big showing, especially in an event like that? Um, I think it was just an honor to be able to play there and play for that tournament. Um, she was a huge leader. And she had a huge impact on many players, and I look up to her. Right, used to. That's awesome. So, just last question for me: T Tournaments can be a difficult thing to participate in. I mean, you get there mm -hmm. around eight o'clock in the morning. Depending on how far you guys go, you could potentially be there till four or five in the evening. Just kind of talk about how do you maintain keeping that energy and being able to play well despite a long night? Um, I think they can't tell you to make it. Um, all of my teammates and just we pick each other up and it's super awesome to play with them and the energy's high so 
As for male competitors, Player of the Week will go to City High's junior quarterback, Drew Larson. Helping his team win the Little Cyhawk Trophy, Larson completed 15 of his 18 passes for 265 yards and four touchdowns. He also rushed for another touchdown. This was by far his best game of the season, but I'm sure there's a lot more to come. Our top boys team of the week will go to the Regina Regals football team after their 35-7 victory over the Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks. Hoping to get back to playing at the championship level that they've grown accustomed to, their week three game was a huge step in the right direction. Their passing game looked the best it had all year after Gentry Dumont led the way with 152 passing yards and two touchdowns. Defensively, they forced four interceptions, including one to cement their first half shutout from Jackson Nave, which came in the back of the end zone. After the game, I had the opportunity to catch up with their head coach, Jason Dumont, about his team's statement-making win. Hey, you got their yards, but uh, how are you able to keep them from getting loose? You know, a lot of it's just trying to play really good fundamental football. You've got to be careful. You can't blitz a team like that a whole heck of a lot. You might hit one in the head. You might hit the second one in the head, but the next one's out the gate. And actually, our free safety had to make a couple plays tonight where we were blitzing and, and stop a touchdown. But... Um, you know, if you, when you play teams like Mid Prairie, they're tough, physical kids, and you know they're going to have a couple drives. They're going to put together a couple drives. And I told the kids last night, uh, this is going to be a great test for us and Barometer to kind of see where we're at. We didn't play well week one. Williamsburg's an excellent, excellent football team. Uh, last week uh, went our way every every um, possession. This game was really a test kind of a barometer of kind of where we're at. And I think the kids did well. We'll watch the film, but it looked pretty good to me. Yeah, pretty tough mid-prairie team. Looked pretty comfortable on the scoreboard. What did, what did you think overall? I thought uh, I thought defense played well. I thought Coach Hinkle did a great job of mixing up the plays uh, between uh, JT uh, running the football, uh, Gentry throwing the football around. And ultimately, at the end of the day, for us to make a long run, uh, we're going to have to be able to throw the ball. We're going to have to be able to run the football. And so, um, you know, I think we took some strides in that tonight. All right. How'd you make their uh, offense so one-dimensional tonight? Really, uh, really took away their passing game. Yeah, um, it starts up front with our guys up front. And I'm going to tell you, we've got two inside linebackers. It's as good a duo in the state uh, between Ronan Poynton and um, uh, Levi Daniel. I mean, those two kids are going to be playing uh, on Saturdays next year. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you watch the film, <laughs> they scrape and they make plays. And uh, I haven't seen the tackle towards tonight, but my guess is they both look pretty good. Coach, and honestly, it seems like almost a bounce back performance that you guys need, especially after you guys aren't playing to, as you would say, Regal's standard. Mm -hmm. So overall, just kind of talk to me about how do you hope to build on this performance, especially with still a long way to go this year? We're young up front. You know, we've got five offensive linemen that are all underclassmen. Four of them, this is their third game. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's going to be a work in prog progress. So every Sunday we watch the film, we figure out what we've got to fix, and the kids are buying in. And if we can bring that offensive line along, along with some of these younger players, you know, we've got a quarterback. Uh, JT's got a lot of experience, but you know, Gentry, this is his third game. He broke his collarbone last year. So we just get better and fix things. We'll be fine. Excellent. Appreciate it, Coach. Yeah, thanks. And there's just a couple more for me. Yeah. If there was anything to really critique about today's performance, it was the fact that you guys had two turnovers, had that bad snap that allowed them to start the drive within the 10-yard line. Just kind of yeah. talking about cleaning up those mistakes to make sure that you can continue to have dominant performances like this. Yeah, I mean, um, Ronan Poynton's our snapper, and he's got a finger that's kind of messed up. Mm -hmm. So, 
after the, the first quarter, he can't snap. So we're going to have to make some changes on our punt. Yeah. We're going to have to do something a little bit different um, so we don't have to snap it so far back mm -hmm. there. But we've got to clean that up. And on that uh, on the one pick um, from Gentry, they just made a great play. We thought we had something there, and the safety made a great yeah. jump on the ball. Absolutely. Yeah. One second. I'm sorry. Come for me. Just kind of talking about the development of Gentry. I mean, he. I think you would probably agree he had his best game of the season so far tonight, throwing those two touchdowns over 100 yards passing. Just kind of talking about what you've seen from him progressively through with each game. Um, I think Coach Hinkle's done a great job with him. Um, just talking about his progressions mm -hmm. and then fixing uh, things that he's been making mistakes on the first two weeks. And, and they did a great job this week of doing that. And then he has a great relationship with JT. You know, mm -hmm. JT is a great quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he's he's going to be the best player wherever we put him on the field. Yeah. And so those two are, are good friends. They mm -hmm. work very well together. Mm -hmm. And JT coaches them up. And mm -hmm. it's, it's just a little bit of, of synergy back there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, JT kind of has all the experience coming in from last year. Yeah. And he's, you know, we moved JT out to receiver and Gentry's now, mm -hmm. you know, playing a little more quarterback. Mm -hmm. And JT didn't get upset about it. Right. And he continues to help Gentry. Mm -hmm. uh, he relishes his role. Mm -hmm. And that's been what's really nice because lots of times when you have that competition, it doesn't end that way. Right. As a sportsman, have come to realize injuries are an unfortunate part of the activities that we have grown to love and cherish. With the physicality of football, injuries seem to occur more in football than in doing other sports, which are especially hard to witness when it happens on the high school level. One of those athletes affected by this was senior West High wide receiver Christian Janice. In the 2021 football season opener, Janice suffered a broken collarbone, which prematurely ended his junior season. However, based on his performance this year, no one would have known he was coming off of a serious injury. He leads the team with 372 receiving yards and five receiving touchdowns. He also leads all class 5A district four competitors in both categories, as well as all purpose yards. While he has made his bounce back seem easy, in the following interview, Janice explains that it was anything but. You know, when I first broke it, I, I honestly came to the sideline. I told my personal trainer, I was like, go ahead, just put my shoulder back in place. I think it's just dislocated so I get back, back out there and play. But when I found out uh, it was a broken collarbone, I was kind of devastated, you know, just having to, like, process this, like, that my season was is over. But, you know, it, it really helped that I had supporting friends and family, like, around surrounding, surrounding me. So, like, that really helped me get through it. And then I just, throughout the season, I felt like I just needed to be, big, be there for my team on the sideline and just help them any way I could. So, in your opinion, what would you say was the hardest part of the recovery? Um... Honestly, it wasn't even a recovery process. It was just wrapping my head around, like, I'm not playing for the rest of my junior season. Yeah, and looking at the junior season, you know, West High unfortunately went 2-7, and seven, uh, a record that the team's not used to seeing. They're used to winning. So being the competitor that you are, how difficult was it for you to just sit on the sidelines and not be able to contribute? You know, it, it, really, it really just it sucked. It sucked. Like, that's all you can really say about it. I mean, just knowing that you can't really do anything, like, change the outcome because you're hurt and you just have to sit on the sideline and watch what's happening to your team. Yeah, and I mean, it was clear that you were ready to get back out there on the field. Week one of this year, you catch six passes for 170 yards, three touchdowns. How good did it feel for you personally to kind of get back on the field and remind everyone how much of an impact you could have? You know, uh, 
kind of mixed emotions. I mean, obviously that was that was a pretty good game to like come back to. Like I had I put up pretty good stats, but you know we ended up losing that game, obviously, and that kind of just, it got you kind of get mixed emotions. Like like I, you played a good game, but you it like you just, it wasn't enough, obviously. So it's just like all I can say is mixed emotions. Absolutely. But on a positive note, you guys have won your last two games since then. So what do you feel like is the biggest change from this year's squad than last year's? I feel like this year we're I think we're coming more together as a team. I feel like last year we kind of played more as individuals. And so with this play, I mean, you've been a standout player, even though I can tell you're really team oriented. But I mean, since that game, you scored at least one touchdown in each contest, have had at least 70 receiving yards. What do you think is helping to make you so such a consistent player? You know, it's just honestly like my my coaches is pushing me that and they, they know where I want to go to is which is the next level. And they just push me to be the best I can. Uh, supporting teammates around me and you know all offseason just been working you know trying to get back to the field do what I love yeah and you know kind of talk about being back on the field to do what you love were there any moments whether it be at practice during the summer or even into the season where you kind of had those worries that you would suffer another injury you know not really because you kind of just you got to play every day like it's your last I mean you don't really think about it too much you just play ball and so kind of talking about with you playing ball, I mean, it's clear that you've developed a really strong connection with your quarterback, Jack Wallace. I mean, it's been tremendous over these first few weeks. So in your opinion, what do you think is what helps you guys click so well? I mean, I, I feel like we just go out there and we both love the game and we just do what we love. You know, I mean, we're not really thinking too much about it. We're just going out there and do, doing what we know we can, like to the best of our ability. Yeah, and so with this week being about the midway point of the season, what do you think are some goals that you are hoping to accomplish before this year closes out? Um, obviously, I'm trying to get to the next level, so I'm hoping to get some more offers. Um, as a team, I I want to make I want to make the down. I want a state championship. Obviously, like every team does, you know, just going every week, one and zero, and going in with uh, a good attitude and just playing to the playing to the ability which you play at. Absolutely. You know, kind of you mentioned wanting to get recruited. I mean, as a senior, I'm sure it kind of feels like a bit of crunch time. So what do you hope that recruiters or different coaches when they watch you, what type of player or person do you want them to see? Um, just I just want to see I want them to see a guy that just loves loves the game, you know, just is like more team oriented, like just wants to win ball games, like loves being a part of the team. Uh, kind of just like. I, that's just the majority, really. Absolutely. And so just a couple more questions for me. You mentioned a bit ago that you wanted to bring a state title to West High, who, once again, is a team that is used to having a lot of playoff success. So with this being your final year on the team, what would it mean to you if you guys were able to make it to the Dome and eventually ho hoist that state championship? You know, it, it means everything. I mean, obviously, it's my senior year, and I, I feel like a lot of guys deserve, like, that kind of chance, you know? Like, I mean... Everybody works for it, but you know, obviously, you don't see what other teams are what what work the other teams are putting in, but you see what you guys are putting in. So, I feel like we got a good group, and now uh, we can we can make it happen. Absolutely. 
And then just last question for me, you know, coming off of the injury that you had and the way that you were just able to bounce back from it, which seems so quickly, what advice would you give to any other athlete, especially on the high school level, who is in your situation of hoping to get recruited, but worry that an injury may slow down the attention that they may be getting from different scouts? You know, you, you can't, you just can't really think about it too much. You just got to go out there and do what you, what you know you can do to the best of your ability. I mean, you got to play every game like it's your last and just go out there and ball out. Janice and his Trojans will take the field again this Thursday when they will travel to Davenport to face the North Wildcats. Let's hope that Janice can continue this high level of play, stay healthy, and hopefully lead his Trojans to a playoff berth. And who knows, maybe even a trip to the Dome. From Beyond the Scoreboard, I'm Raven Moore. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time.